I think all of us have a prevailing question, mm. you know, that we ask. If you don't answer the core question of who am I, mm. you're always going to be asking other people around you to answer it for you, mm -hmm. and you'll always be found, you know, wanting. Hey everybody, I'm Lindsay Knuckles and welcome to the Find and Follow podcast where the goal is to help you engage your faith outside of Sunday. So we've been in a sermon series, it's called This Passage Changed My Life. And really the purpose of this series has been to give our teaching pastors the opportunity to share about a scripture that's had a really a deep impact on their life. Mm. And we've also had the opportunity during this podcast to really dive deeper and have conversations with different guests. So today we have the opportunity. We're joined by our friend, Chris Payne. Chris, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of yeah, course. Grateful. Chris, would you just introduce yourself and tell us who you are? Yeah, my name is Chris. Um, I'm married to Jen. We've been married for 22 years. We have three kids, three teenagers. We're okay. in teenage land. Yes. Um, Jackson, Marion, and Faith, 18, 16, 14. Okay. We do odd even years. So, okay. Um, we're in even years now. Oh, that's funny. And yeah, our, our dog is Doug, and he's eight. We've been hanging out here at New City for almost 14 years. Okay. Jen and I started the Matthews campus in 2010. That's great. That's really great. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being here. Um, and so we have been the last couple of weeks really asking our guests, hey, what is a passage of scripture that changed your life? So Chris, mm -hmm. what is a passage that yeah. has changed your life? Yeah. Um, and it's really a narrative, mm -hmm. but the passage is found in Exodus one through like four. like okay. the And so the call of Moses, mm, yeah. he's a pretty complex person. Yeah. And just the first few chapters of Exodus are really the, the, I guess like the making of Moses. Yeah. Can you give just maybe an overview or tell us a little bit about, Hey, what happens in those yeah. chapters? So the first word in the book of Exodus is, is actually a letter. It's Vav mm -hmm. in the Hebrew and it means, and mm -hmm. so it's just, uh, which I think is kind of cool. It's really cool. It's like the, the second book of the Bible begins with, and, and it's just, it just keeps adding. And, and, you know, God sees our stories as a part of his bigger narrative, which is one continuous narrative. And so we see that in Exodus, right? The second book of the Bible is just, it's a continuation of the story that started in Genesis. And it ends up introducing us to this, this man named Moses, who mm. is born with a death sentence on him because mm. the Hebrews had really increased in their numbers. In Exodus 1, verse 8, it says that a new Pharaoh arose that didn't know Joseph mm. in his story. And so... Mm. You know, somebody else came into power. They didn't remember all that Joseph did for Egypt, and they just forgot about the Hebrews. They saw him as a threat. And so, mm -hmm. and then they wanted to kill and kind of control the population. Mm -hmm. And so he mandated that all the Hebrew boys be killed. But mm -hmm. of course, Moses and his life is spared mm -hmm. um, by the ingenuity of his mom. Mm -hmm. And he's discovered by, ironically, Pharaoh's daughter, so who names wild. him Moses, which means to draw out. Mm -hmm. There's like this question that from the beginning when we meet him until really the end of his life that he continues to wrestle with, it gets drawn out mm. of him through all the different circumstances of his life, which are wild. And the question is, who am I? I love that. Yeah. Can you summarize too, um, maybe like the call of Moses, like what happens in chapters two and four, two yeah, and three so, and four? So, you know, like in one things fall apart in yeah. terms of like, he's adopted into Pharaoh's family, but he, you know, I guess a way to think about it is like he doesn't have the character to match mm. this calling that God has on his life to be a redeemer, a rescuer. And of course, you know, all the characters in the scriptures are a caricature of Jesus. They're a, a, a foreshadowing. And of course, Moses is as a redeemer, but he's, he's super flawed like all of us. 
but he has this redemptive calling on his life to, to rescue mm. God's people mm. and he doesn't know it yet mm. and he doesn't have the character to match it. So it's a, it's a disaster in some mm. ways where in chapters one and two, you know, he, he, he kills another Egyptian because they're mistreating the Hebrews and then he's discovered. And I do think like for all of us, we kind of live with us as someone going to find me out like, mm. And, and, and like see that I'm covering, whether it's intellectually, emotionally, mm. relationally, whatever. And he's found out by the Hebrews and they're like, or, you know, what gives you the right to judge us or, you know, whatever, you're not one of us. So you think about like from a, the story, he's adopted into Pharaoh's family, but he's never really an Egyptian, mm-hmm. but he doesn't grow up in a Hebrew family. So he doesn't learn the songs and the story of the one true God. Mm. He's not an, he's not an Israelite. Mm. He's like totally struggling with who am I? And so the calling that it takes place in that context mm-hmm. where he's driven out of Egypt and mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite verses in all the Bible is Exodus 2:15 that says, you know, after Moses was driven into the land of Midian, which is the wilderness, he sat down by a well mm-hmm. and that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. And I just, I've thought about that. Yeah. Like what must that have been like to sit by that well at 40 years old don't have a job, don't have a family, don't have a home, don't have a country, doesn't seem like I have a future. Mm-hmm. Everything's been stripped away and what he must have been thinking. Yeah. And that really is the context of, of the great. burning bush and yeah. his call. That's great. What about this narrative like grabbed you the first time you read it? Or maybe even just that one verse? Yeah. What about that stuck out to you? I think all of us have a prevailing question, mm. you know, that we ask. And mm. to be honest, like I, I'm still wrestling with what is that for me? I could give like categories of like, am I enough? Um, am I going to be able to, you know, uh, fulfill, you know, what God has for me? Am I going to be enough for other people? I'm a three on the Enneagram. Mm. So mm-hmm. achievement and image is never far from me of mm-hmm. will people think that I measure up? So I think all of us have a core question mm. And, and it presents itself in a lot of different ways. Mm. And I think the question that Moses, you know, displays for us in his life and written in the scriptures is like, who am I? What is my identity? Mm. And I do think, you know, we talked further about that. That's has, has grabbed me in my life of just mm. continuing to wrestle, you know, with that for myself. And I don't think you ever on this side of heaven mm. completely wrestle it to the ground. I think it's, there's always a bit of an ache there. Mm. But I, but I do think like, if, if you don't answer the core question of who am I, hmm. you're always going to be asking other people around you to answer it for you. Mm-hmm. And you'll always be found, you know, wanting. And yeah. so chronologically, you could be 50, 60, 70 years old and have never answered the 11 year old question mm-hmm. of who am I? That's good. Yeah. And it might get more sophisticated or covered, mm-hmm. but the question that That's is the still there. Yeah. And I, find that extraordinary. So I I guess maybe it's later in Exodus two, when Moses has this encounter with God and, you know, God gives him his calling and he's like, Hey, I want you to go to Pharaoh. And Moses like, I I can't do that, you know? And, and, you know, he lists all these reasons why he can't do that. And what I love, and I don't know the exact verse, well, Moses asks, who am I? And God answers, I will be with you. And so that has always really stuck with me. And God tells Moses who you are is you are someone that I go with 
and um, just the the presence and uh, of God is who yeah. Moses is, you know. And so that's just one totally. of the answers. But it, that is so powerful. Yeah, and every time, like when you go read the passage, and if and, and if you do, like it's like um, the first three four chapters of Exodus, and you'll read in in, in verse two of chapter three the angel of the Lord. And, yes. and we're meant to understand the angel of the Lord in the Hebrew Testament as, as a pre-incarnate Christ. Mm-hmm. So this is Jesus encountering it's Moses, amazing. which is so cool because mm-hmm. you think about the one story concept yeah. that the, the one story of Jesus through the life of all these different people and this, this little mini Jesus, Moses, and it's Jesus who's reminding him of mm-hmm. his calling. Mm-hmm. And you referenced this, Lindsay, that yeah. if you go and read it, five different times in the call of Moses, Mm. you know, Moses uh, questions the call. Mm. And it's sort of like, if you think about the question under the question is who am I? Yeah. But he says, um, you know, um, who am I to start with? And then Mm. he says, who are you God? Yeah. Um, Do I don't have the authority. You know, what if they don't listen to me? I don't have the ability. I'm not a good speaker. I can't do this. And then finally he says, like, is there anyone else that mm. can do this, God? Mm. And so I don't know which one of those resonates with you the most or, yeah. you know, if, uh, if you're listening today, like I, I just, but yeah. I think they, they, they're probably in your season of life. One of those resonates. Like, yeah. am, am I, am I enough? Who am I? And, and God just beautifully answers each of those for yeah. Moses. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just so drawn to the passage because for me, like it's a constant journey of answering the core question mm. and it presents itself in a million ways. Yeah. Uh, but coming That's back good. to the question of identity, you know, who am I? And, and of course, God answers that question for us mm-hmm. with I am, I am with his identity Yeah, it's good. and anything else is, is going to be wanting. Yeah, it's good. Which question for you resonates? The who am I? Is that the one for you that resonates the most? I think that one. And I think ability, yeah. like what if I can't do it? Yeah. Um, what if I don't have what it takes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what if I'm not enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the Enneagram. You're mm-hmm. a three. I'm a one. So mm-hmm. we're the like perfectionist. Yeah. So we're definitely, I know my soul can wrestle with the tension of like performance and always striving. And, and sometimes it's like, um, not even like it's subconscious, you know, sometimes yeah. I'm actively doing that, but sometimes it's just, I'm always moving and I'm mm-hmm. always striving and I'm always achieving. And, yeah. um, and so that can seep into, you know, I'm tied to that. Like who I am is totally. tied to that. And so that's why failure can be a huge deal, you know, cause if yes. I fail or do something wrong, oh, it's my fault, you know, and then that affects how I see myself and then, yes. oh, other people, maybe they don't like, me. you know, it's just like this kind of spiral. Um, so mine's definitely, um, who am I in that ability? Cause yes. that can all tie together, you know, and, um, so yeah, that's definitely yeah, and it's encouraging that it's not I don't know what true, Enneagram you know? Moses was, but oh, yeah. <laughs> early oh, in his should... life, just a lot of failure. Yeah. And even through his leadership, yeah. a lot of failure, you know, he yeah. hits the rock. He's not able to go into the promised land. There's, there's tragedy in his story, yeah. but God beautifully answers the story of identity for him and obviously uses him in an incredible really way. Good. But one of the things that, you know, we that. talk about in the passage mm-hmm. is that the Moses of Exodus two, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's 40 years old in the wilderness that becomes a shepherd for another yeah. 40 years. He wasn't ready to be the Moses of Exodus 14 mm-hmm. and parting the Red Sea. He, he had the calling, but he didn't have the character. He didn't have the, 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 the questions answered and wrestled to the ground, mm-hmm. even though he continued to struggle with them. But he, 
the God, he, he knew about God or some mm. things about God, but he didn't know God. Mm. He hadn't experienced God mm. um, and his That's power good. and his identity in his life. And I think something that I'm fascinated with too, like, so he spends his first 40 years in Egypt, sort of like a, like a nobody, like in no man's land, in the sense mm. that he, he grows up, up, think about this, like mm. eating at the table of Pharaoh, the one who, who would eventually, you know, um, confront and, and lead people out of his control and power. But he, mm. he's, he doesn't really have a family. He doesn't, mm. He's not an Egyptian, but he's not a Hebrew. Yeah. Then he spends 40 years in Midian working for Jethro and starting a family, mm. becoming a shepherd and thinking, this is what I'm going to do. Mm. And I do think that there was probably some of Moses that literally went from, Midian means wilderness, it was in, like in the middle of nowhere. He goes from the most powerful person's table mm. and palace to an outpost in Midian as an obscure shepherd. And I'm sure he must have thought, like, this is a consequence for my mistakes mm. back here. Yeah. And that Midian had a lot more to do with, you know, the past. But the truth is mm. that Midian had a lot more to do with the future. That, that, you know, if you're in a desert right now, which many of us are, we're going into one, I'm coming out of one. Yeah. If you're in a wilderness place, you're wrestling with those questions mm. that I think we a lot of times think that God's angry. He's upset with something mm. we did. We messed up. We, we didn't get it right. Mm. Um, we took matters in our hand, hand, own hands. We didn't have the character to match our calling. And so we're in this wilderness mm. because of the past. But I do think in God's one narrative, understanding that your desert has a lot more to do with your future. I love that. It's a preparation mm. for what God has. Mm. And God's always busy thinking about what's next. Mm. I think for, for me, yeah, it's good. many of us are busy thinking about like, well, what happened that mm. led me to this place mm. or this junk that I feel in my heart, my life that's unresolved? Some of you, you know, right now you might think, you know, I'm 40, 50, 67 years old. I still haven't wrestled with the core question is God mad at me? Is it, mm. is it too late? And mm. I think the story of Moses, particularly the calling and preparation is a story of just amazing redemption and grace yeah. and preparation. And Moses had to come to an encounter with a burning mm. bush, but really more the living God who was preparing him uh, more than he was punishing him. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Yeah. That's got me thinking about, I think even for me and maybe for all humans, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I just can be so impatient. And, um, if I've got this calling or, um, there's a time in my life where maybe I feel like I'm in a wilderness or, Hey, I, God's put this desire in my heart. I have this calling, but it just, where is it? You know? And, and, um, you know, what's coming and I can question, Hey God, like, I, I remember this, you know, yeah. like, where are you? And so I love, I love this. And I love what you're talking about, just this time of preparation. And it, it doesn't happen always in our timeline. Cause no. I can be, I'm like, Hey, where, where is it? Yes. Cause, yeah. and that's part of what I was talking about. Just of my, like, let's, let's do this. Let's accomplish this goal. You yeah. know, let's check this off. And God's like, oh, I'm doing this, um, the long game, you know, or the, yeah. Hey, there's more that you need to experience or to know about me. So yes. that's encouraging to me. Um, so I can yeah. just be impatient, you know? And again, in his life, yeah. he lived to 120 and it's thirds, 40, 40, 40. So it's 40 years in Egypt, really at yeah. the palace, 40 years in preparation and obscurity yeah. as a shepherd. Yeah. And then 40 years being the Moses that we know. Yeah. We know Moses mm. for the Red Sea and for leading people in the wilderness, but the truth is there were 80 years before that of story, a lot of mistakes, yeah. and 40 years of preparation. That's crazy. 
you know, wow. in, 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 in obscurity, yeah, really. That's good. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, none of us really think about obscurity. You think about yeah. the quiet places of our life, the private places of our life. But, yeah, you know, the good. truth is that God had that's to good. form something in Moses really before he could, really could use him. The same for us. The same for us. That's really good. Well, Chris, how is your life different because of this scripture? Yeah. Great question. I mean, I think it comforts me. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. it comforts me that I think about, you know, these characters in the scripture, their, their big moment mm-hmm. before God and people. And the truth is that when you really read the story, there are no overnight yeah. successes, mm-hmm. like somebody that just popped on and just did this big thing yeah. for God and whatever. The truth is that there was a narrative and a story that led to all that that was full of dysfunction, failure, brokenness. And it's always been about a faithful, big God that worked through the little story of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I think about, you know, Moses's life. I think about my life Mm -hmm. and, and my friends. And I think like there's really no overnight success. There's overnight like discoveries, meaning we see the work that God's been doing in a moment, but mm-hmm. the truth is that it's there's good. a lot of foundation. And really so good. I just take a lot of comfort that really even for a person like Moses, which mm-hmm. is like just one of the big characters mm-hmm. and stories of the Bible, that it's a it's a broken, flawed person. And even till he goes to heaven is broken and flawed. But God met him in his question asking, really like oh, literally came to him in a burning bush in the middle of nowhere and initiated this encounter. It's good. It's really good. I think for me, the verse that really sticks out um, is Exodus 2, um, 24 and 25. So the Israelites are in slavery and I'm going to read it. Um, mm-hmm. It says, God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Yeah. He looked down on the people of Israel and knew it was time to act. Yeah. So God heard, he remembered, yeah. he saw and he knew. Yes. And so I've shared this in different places, but all of last year, 2022, I prayed the same prayer every single day mm-hmm. that I would believe that God sees me. I would believe that God hears me and I would believe that God knows me. And I've, it's beautiful. yeah, I've been, well, I've been following Jesus like a long time. And sometimes that can just be words I say or yeah. knowledge, but I really wanted my soul to believe that, that God sees me and he hears me, he actually yeah. hears me and he knows me. And I would say the end of 365 days, I was like, I actually believe that my soul is oriented towards that truth. And so hearing like, like reading this, it's like, yes, God, this is who God is. You know, he hears our cries. He remembers his, his promise and he sees us and he knows, um, and he knows when it's time to act. So at least in this story. So that is such a encouragement to my soul and just something about praying that same prayer over and yes. over again was just, just getting it into yes, your heart. getting it. Yes. Into my heart, into my Can, soul. And you think about that threefold prayer. I love that. Yeah. Like yeah. Hear, yeah. Hears me, sees me, knows me. Knows me. It's who am I? You mm, know, the, the question under the question good. of the prayer is God, do you see me? You know, in other words, do I have value? Do you know me? Mm. Intimacy. You know, do you hear me? Am I wor- do, do I have worthiness? Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Well, Chris, um, final question. What is like a takeaway from this passage? Like, hey, what do we want people to walk away from this scripture? I know there's probably a million, but. I think the biggest one for me is that your wilderness, your desert, your questioning, your longing, your Midian hmm. has more to do with your future than your past. Amen. That's really good. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much yeah, for being for here. Me. Yes. Do you mind praying to, to. to close our time? Yeah, I'd love to. Awesome. God, thank you so much for this story and thank you for the story, uh, the story of a rescuer who came into our lives, who met us at a well in a burning bush 
in our workplace, in our relationships, in our brokenness, and in our big questions um, that you met us and you answer our questions and longings about our identity and our worthiness and our value with your identity and your value and your worthiness. So we thank you for that, Jesus. And I pray for all of my friends today that you would meet us in the same way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you all for listening. You can find this episode wherever you listen to podcasts. See you next time.